coming up on episode 14 of Zero Doinks. Oh man, we don't want to, but is it time to give up on the Bears 2019 season? We'll talk about that Chargers game and give a long view look at the Bears' future. Also, Hams and Eggs is back with a special guest, Kyle. He's a big Bulls fan and an Illini fan. Speaking of which, Big Ten Minute is explosive, as is Bears Fantasy Corner, and we give a look at a critical game next week at the hated Philadelphia Eagles. Sit back, relax, enjoy a hams, strap it down. It's going to be hot. Thanks for sticking with us. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Welcome to episode 14 of Zero Doinks. Oh my God. I, I mean, what? What is going on, Dan? What is going on? Well, last episode, you promised us if the Bears lost that you would, I don't know if we were going to flip, you were going to get flipped in the lake. Am I making that up? Was I flipping you in the lake at some point? Um, yeah, I think so. I don't think we're going to do that. I don't think, I don't think you meant that, but you promised to go on a two hour rant, I believe about where things stand with the bears and just general anger. So I'm going to give you the floor. I'm going to shut up and let you vent go. Oh man. Thanks Dan. No, I'm definitely not going to take up two hours of our listeners time and your valuable time, Dan Doinks, but I wrote a few things down today and I got carried away and I just need to get all of them off my chest. So thank you for the floor. I really appreciate it. Um, You know, heads up to the audience. There is not a see me after class today. So this is going to kind of, this is where some of that energy is going to go. Okay. I only have so much energy. I'm a nearly 40 year old man and I'm exhausted. All right. So bears, you are now officially ruining my fall after Sunday. Okay. I kind of felt like that before, but now I officially do. Since the night of January 6th, this past year, when Dan was in Disney world, swearing at his children, or at least in the direction of his children, I've been craving the return of bears football. So, you know, February comes, Oh, Illini hoops. They're about to whiff on the NCAA tourney for the sixth straight year. Oh God, that sucks. Well, no worries. You know, I, I'm happily distracted by the Bears and because Coach Nagy just won the NFL Coach of the Year award. So, you know, no big deal. I don't have to worry about the Illini, right? You know, it's going to be Bears season before I know it. In April, oh, the White Sox are starting the year 4 and 14. Oh, no worries. I'm happily in Bears distraction land again because GM Ryan Pace just fleeced New England by moving up 14 spots for first-round talent David Montgomery. You know, things are great, right? Oh, you know, whatever. And Okay, so June comes around. Oh, the best player on Illinois' football team just tragically injured himself in a diving accident. I'm not laughing about this. It's horrible. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I thought, oh, well, there goes my Illini football buzz. Uh, but no worries. You know, the Bears 100 celebration in Rosemont is lit. And wow, can you believe how handsome Roberto Garza looked on stage? Yeah, no big deal. Who needs Illini football? The Bears are coming, right? So June leads to July camp. It leads to August reports about, you know, Dan Weederer's eye test about Mitch's fluttering balls. And 
the preseason was all about Clifton Duck and Ryan Nall and my absolute blind faith that 2019 is going to lead to an incredible two, or 2018 is going to lead to an incredible 2019. You know, Nagy's 101 is going to go to 102 and Mitch is absolutely going to master it. And, you know, we have so many weapons. There's not enough balls to go around. Right. And, you know, we spend money on Vegas odds for a ticket that you still haven't seen. I swear I spent that money, not. Dan. I, I swear I did. If you look at my Google history, it's littered with the pricing of Miami hotel rooms for February 2020. But, you know, the, the fickle temp, the, the, you know, the, the fickle temptress of expectation, of dreams of Adam Shaheen licking champagne off the Lombardi's trophy shaft, right? This has been rolling through my mind for months. But but now, after Sunday, I just, I, I fucking feel empty, man. I feel I feel heartbroken. When, when, when Eddie missed Sunday's 41-yarder, I, I just felt cold. Like, all the, the, the weeks of denial opened their trench coat and they exposed themselves in front of me and my family. I felt, I felt absolutely, absolutely offended, cold, and sad. Uh, so when I got home on Sunday after exchanging embittered texts between you and I about the Bears, right, my, uh, my seven-year-old daughter asked if the Bears won, and I mumbled, nope. And she yelled out, no, like she was really upset about it. And then she actually asked me if Mitch played. And I said, yeah, but not great. And my four-year-old son was was around and, and heard this. And he actually asked if Mitch needed to fix his shoulder, which was incredible, <laughs> absolutely incredible. And I said, I don't know, maybe, bud. And and then I simultaneously became really proud of both of them, but really sad. Uh, you know, I'm proud that I'm clearly winning the race to brainwash my kids to become Bears fans as opposed to the diseased Packer fan gene that exists somewhere in their code, thanks to my wife. But, you know, but I'm also sad because now I guess we're to believe that last year was the fluke, right? As Bears fans, yep. you know, was 2018 as high as the championship window was to get? I mean, that's absolutely embarrassing and sad. And, we obviously know as, as zero doinks anyway, we're saying that, you know, Mitch ain't it and makes me very sad. And, and, and I'm sure you, and, and now we also yep. wonder if, if Nagy is closer to Vinny Del Negro than he is Phil Jackson. And that's, that's a big problem. And I, I hate this feeling, but I, I love this team. Well, you know, I, I love the franchise. The 2019 team can absolutely kiss my ass and you're messing with my kids bears. You're ruining my fall, but and I, I think I can I can speak for Dan here. We're not going to let you ruin zero doinks, though, Bears. We're just we're just not going to do it. And, nope. and so that's 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 my takeaway from Sunday. I don't want to be flipped into Lake Michigan. I love life. Don't kill me, Dan Doinks. I am here for it. I I, <laughs> I will easily get back on the bandwagon before too long if they hit a winning streak. Let's be honest, but I don't see it happening. I mean, let's just be honest about this season. They they seem to suck. There's no getting around it, and I'm sad. I'm sad, Dan. What do yeah. you think? I'm the same. I'm I'm over being mad. I was mad last week. Now I'm just bummed. I'm just I'm just bummed about the whole fucking thing. They yeah, they've ruined my fall as well. I got some predictions here, not predictions, 538, which obviously uh, did not correctly pick the 2016 election, which you and I what? lost a lot of money on. 
but they have the Bears with an eight percent chance to make the playoffs now. I thought that was high. Yeah, that feels really high. But uh, how does that? Do you know how that ranks among NFC teams? Is that toward the like middle of the pack? Or yeah, it was like yeah. middle of the pack. Well, they have them finishing seven and nine now. Ooh, and maybe that God. was before the year, which I don't sounds. Know. Right, unfortunately. In, in fact, that sounds optimistic. Yeah, it does. It does at this point. You know, all the nerds who are saying, oh, they're going to regress. They're going to be shitty. Yeah, they got to be just jerking off right now because that's exactly what's happening. Everything everything people were saying uh, outside of zero doinks and all of the local people who are very optimistic that things were going to get better or at least stay the same, we were all duped. Um, I don't think we need to rehash a lot from, from Sunday. Thank you for going through that. All of that, all of your thoughts. I mean, I agree with all of it. Um, minus the Illini stuff. I don't really give a shit about that except for the guy who hurt himself. Who's that? Yeah, Bobby Roundtree. It's really, okay? really sad. No, oh, he's, oh. he's, and that's why I, I hesitate to even say it because I don't, oh. I don't, I want it to be misinterpreted as a joke. Ooh. He, okay. he was their, he's a junior defensive end. He's their number one, uh, uh, he was their number one draft prospect probably. And he's, he is, they haven't really talked much about it, but I think he's still paralyzed. He's still in a rehab center in Chicago. I know it's really, it's really ugly, but that's, but, but my point is it was like that obviously bummed the fuck out of me. Just, I don't know him personally. I certainly don't know his family. There's really nothing to do with Illinois football. It just is associated with Illinois football. And, but I thought, Oh God, now, now football season feels ruined. That's totally stupid to even have that mind, have that cross my mind. But I thought, well, at least, you know, but, but the bears are coming, baby. I can get back into football mode. Yeah. Stupid, trivial. I kind of regret saying it, but you know what I mean? And naggy shit all over your face. Yes. Multiple weeks. So multiple weeks. Uh, I feel like knowing what we know now at this point, who's the most to blame for this season so far? Oh God. Well, I'm, I'm a big, it starts from the top sort of guy. Like, cause you can oh, change Phillips. the play. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. T- sweaty Teddy. He didn't do enough business deals. Um, so no, I'm, you know, I, people are going after Ryan Pace this week. I don't think it goes that high. I, mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like it, I, f- uh, and, and me, you may disagree. Feel free to disagree. Obviously I want to, I want to hear from you. I, you could, you can make the argument, obviously, if it starts with the quarterback, it would start with Ryan Pace because of his pick a few years ago. But yeah. I do also feel weird about the revisionist history part of that in a way. I don't know. I'm, I'm very, I have a lot of mixed emotions. Right now, I feel like Nagy's cost us at least one game, though, I guess. Let's just get to the point, Bill. Say it. I feel like Nagy cost us Sunday, and then it makes me wonder, shit, could we go back and wonder if Nagy cost us more than one game? Ultimately, yeah. it's, it's, it, and it's hard to separate Mitch from Nagy from Pace. Right. So I don't right. know. I, I don't know. I, what do you think? I'm, I'm with you, but that, this, the, yeah, no, I'm the same. I, I think... This made this game made me think that Nagy was probably more to blame for this loss and just exactly what you explained. That's why I asked it because it made me go back and think like was Nagy the problem all along and Mitch was sort of the scapegoat for all of us. Uh, I mean, obviously he can't develop a quarterback. I mean, I think Mitch stinks and he's he's a big dummy. 
but that may not all be Nagy's fault, but Nagy, he's, he lost us this game this weekend. I mean, we were running the ball. I felt a lot of pride in what we talked about last week of getting the big boys in there on offense, bringing in more offensive linemen, bringing JP Holtz yep. as our essential fullback. And our running game was on fire. I was like, fucking thank you. This is what we were talking about. And we just couldn't finish in the red zone. I think that happens, but it was, it was disgusting. And, you know, I don't know. We just want to talk about, I, I don't know. I'm torn. Do we talk about all the red zone bullshit? Like we all saw it. We all know yeah, it sucked. The I play don't know. Calling sucked. Mitch, Mitch sucked. Like he was bad. He was bad in those red zone plays. Yeah, no, he was. It wasn't, and- it wasn't all on. It wasn't all on the play calling. Right. It, it was a little bit, um, but. You know, I, I think it all stems to all the damage that was done for this team was done right at the end of the game and after the game with Nagy's stubbornness to admit that he fucked up and didn't keep running the ball at the end. He's sending a very clear signal to Mitch, to his offense, that he doesn't trust them enough to get a few more yards in giving Eddie a, a clearer path into banging home that game winner and he I think he's done more damage after the game than actually in the game I don't know if that's a horrible hot take but but I mean what do you think no it's yeah whether whether it's intentional or not and I I I would hope that it wouldn't be that he's trying to send a message to his offense that he has no confidence if if he's trying to actually send that message then then he's even more myopic than he's appeared to be this week. I still, I really want to like Nagy. I, it's a much bigger problem for the Bears if Nagy turns out to be a phony because right. you can't just replace the quarterback then. Then you might have a coaching and scheme issue and, and all yep. that shit. And and it it's hard to deny that that might be a possibility. That, that sh- There's no way, neither of us went into the into this season thinking that was even a possibility. I doubt anybody really did. Um, you know, we all thought that this was Mitch's make or break year and okay, we can all reach that conclusion. Not, not, maybe not all of us out there, but at zero right. doinks, we've reached that conclusion. Um, <laughs> I don't, I definitely don't think Nagy or Pace should get fired. That's such a meatball take right now. I mean, Nagy was coach of the year last year and I genuinely believe that he was one of the best coaches last year, if not the best in the league. So I just, I'm so confused. His head is so far up his own ass with how he's creating this offense this year. He has weapons. Yeah, Mitch sucks, but if Bill Belichick was coaching Mitch right now, he would know his limitations and not let him beat himself on those terrible, you know, terrible interceptions. It'd be easy throws and they'd be running the shit out of the ball. And, you know, I think he's stuck with a shitty um, personnel. I mean, the tight ends, I think that kills us. They were, it almost felt like we were trying to force a touchdown to Shaheen um, multiple times on Sunday just to justify saying that he's a red zone target. I I, might be reading into that too much just because I have an unhealthy hate for Shaheen at this point, (laughs) but it's, I I think you know the running running the ball was great. It's like we we'll figure one thing out, but we can't get some. You know, we, there's it's just a problem underlying problems that we just don't know yet. 
Um, like I could see us turning around and the offense actually clicking and us being good and the defense just continues to fall apart or Eddie continues to just miss field goals. And that's, you know, that game's on him too. He should make that game winner. And him today saying he didn't prefer to kick from the left hash was a bullshit move on his part. Yeah. Um, it's like, shut up. Part of me says shut, shut up. up, but, but. I hope that that's not the case. It would be weird if he just made that up out of nowhere. Right. But if, if in fact, he told somebody that he would have preferred the ball on either the right hash or in the middle, and then they ended up on the left hash after all of this right. bullshit conversation right. the past few days, that would be yet another huge strike in, in Nagy's column, unfortunately. Well, and I, in the moment, I thought, why didn't he at least go to the middle in between the hashes to, to kneel that down or at least run the ball right in that, you know, right in that alley there. Um, and the way it seemed, it's, you know, you would hope that Nagy's like, where do you want to kick this from? Yeah, but it's right. <laughs> and it was, your boy, it was your yeah. boy. It was your boy. Weederer. 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 It was Weeder who uh, put that out today. He's the one who kickstarted that whole narrative about. Eddie, you know, not wanting to kick from that hash. And Eddie seemed to want to walk it back immediately. But I don't know, man. I think they got some locker room problems as well. I saw Kevin Fishbane today tweeted that the wide receivers are frustrated. Like, they appreciate that Mitch is putting in the work, but he needs to be better. I think they got some they got some problems. It seemed, I think some players are chirping in that, in that locker room. And I think it's going to yeah. get a lot worse before... Uh, before we see any changes here and speaking of changes nothing nothing happened today at the trade deadline which thank god actually okay right yep, yep. yep. When i was i was gonna say earlier that the thing that bugged me today more than anything today being tuesday just the trade deadline day um right. was all the talk of oh you know the titans aren't gonna play Mariota, and oh andy dalton just got benched why don't we go after them are you fucking kidding me? If we had traded yeah. for either of those guys today, no. I would have lost my mind more than I already showed you a bit earlier. Yeah. But that that's ridiculous. Everybody and everybody's trying to tie Marcus Mariota to the Bears because of Helfrich, right? Former is former coach at Oregon. Oh I yeah. Know, I don't know if that's a good idea, bad idea, or neutral idea. Obviously, there's gonna be competition for Mitch next year. I'm sure Mitch will be on the roster, it'll be his last year, it'll be cheap. But right, it'd be weird if Mitch wasn't on the roster next year. I guess it's anything. Yeah, he, he'll be around. Yeah. yeah, I think he'll still be around. Yeah, and you got to sure bring someone else in. Who yes. that is, but who that is, maybe you it is Mariota. Maybe it is. Yeah, right, and you figure that out in the off season. You don't make a panic move right now because no. we're not going anywhere. Um, it, it would have been a desperate move to trade picks, or you know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that Gabriel for CJ Beathard. Oh God! Rumor, like, right. stop it. Just I, Iowa guys, Tim, yes. just shut up. That guy yep. stinks. That just was started by Tim. I bet he did. It I bet he put it out there. By, he did just so he could wager on it. Um, can but, I tell you a little bit about my game day experience? Just yes, the light and the well, load a little bit. Hold, or no, hold I you had something before. Go ahead. Yeah, I got one more question. Do you think someone should have been fired after Sunday? Um, <laughs> this is, uh, that's a funny question. Yes. I think one of the 900 offensive assistants <laughs> should have been just symbolically just to give the fans their, you know, their pound of flesh and I'll name names. Yes. 
I'm going to say it right now. It is, it is absolutely the 2005 NFL Europe MVP, the current quarterback coach, Dave Ragone. I want to see his ass on the street. He is a holdover <laughs> from the John Fox staff. It hasn't worked with Mitch, obviously, and certainly Nagy's responsible. Certainly Mitch is responsible, of course, but so is Dave Ragone, the quarterback coach. Get the hell, get out of here. Get off my bear staff, Dave. I would have gone Brad Childress. I still don't know what he, I still haven't seen him in any fashion. I don't know if he's actually there, if he's rubbing Virginia's feet every Sunday. Ooh, I, I don't know what. somewhere different there. Yep, yep, I know. I kept it clean. But I, I don't know what he does, but I think, I, I think you said this symbolically, they needed to make some sort of change. I mean, the fucking Chargers won a game and demoted Ken Wisenhunt. So yeah. and even they, they cut, were like, uh, oh, that was a line. I chase former line. I chase McLaughlin too today. The kicker. Oh, I didn't they see cut that. Him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so man. they're mixing it up. I think they're trolling me with that move. And Ken Wisenhunt, the only reason he got fired is because he must have got stung by a bunch of bees. <laughs> the rambling wreck. That's right. Uh, all right, let's let's get off that. Let's hear some game day experience from you and Phil Sr. Okay, I, I appreciate you giving me a moment to relay such things. We had a great time, by the way. The weather was amazing. Despite the result, Phil Sr. and I had an awesome time. Great, optimistic tailgate crowd. Wasn't sure what the vibe would be. Uh, Phil Cener and I did some hobo tailgating, so we just showed up um, with uh, some beers and and kind of walked around. Beers. Yeah, we did. Bag of beers yeah. and a bag of goldfish. So I haven't grown up. Um, <laughs> we saw Rick Fieldsman brother from afar. Uh, I waved to him. He did not see me, uh, which is fine. And I'm sure he has disowned Rick, which I don't blame him for that. Uh, okay. So I was walking, we started walking through the South lot. I walked through a herd of tailgating chargers fans, which was kind of awesome. They're all wearing Feeney 66 jerseys. So offensive guard, Dan Feeney. So I Googled it. I'm like, who, you know, what's going on here? Turns yeah. out Dan Feeney was a recent draftee out of Indiana university. Fuck you, Indiana. Uh, he went to Sandberg high school in Orland oh, park. Okay. So that made okay. sense, made a lot of sense. And I respected it. Um, there's a decent amount of Chargers fans, a lot of powder blue. Love it. There's no love reason. The uni. Like, I, yeah, I couldn't possibly get mad at a Chargers fan in my life, I don't think, because the colors, we talked about this last week, the logo's awesome. The bolts, yeah. it's all about the bolts, baby. Right. Um, <laughs> all right, so got in the stadium, went from tailgating some hams to some Moscow mules upon entering the United Club. Uh, did not see any barrels. Um, so, again, Shit. I think it's a figment of your imagination. Yeah. I... Uh, <laughs> So I went to the vodka station, obviously, for these mules. I don't know if you've been to the station at all. They do Bloody Marys and screwdrivers yep. and such. They need another bartender. Step it up, guys. Yeah, There's one right. bartender, and then there's somebody else there that takes orders. I don't know what her deal is. She doesn't really seem to do anything because I end up telling the order again to the bartender. It makes no sense. Get your <laughs> no. shit together, vodka station. Come on. Come on, Beggar's Pizza. Get your shit together. Ooh, speaking of which, I eventually visited Beggar's. This was probably second quarter. I grabbed a slice for myself and Phil Sr. And when I when I brought it to the seats, 
my dad's face lit up like I just brought him the greatest <laughs> thing ever. And it was it was lukewarm, but great. OK, it was delicious. Yeah, good. We, yeah it was really good. Uh, randomly, third quarter, Peanut Tillman arrived in our section out of nowhere. Oh. It was oh. alumni day and uh, he I don't know where the hell he came from, but he came out of nowhere. <laughs> There's lots of excitement. He signed some autographs or people took some pictures. Then he left. Uh, oh, almost. Uh, I forgot about this. Flyover. Flyover was amazing to to start the game with the uh, national nice. anthem. I will. I don't know if you feel this way, Dan, and if other fans that go to these games feel this way. But hey, PA guy, can you stop telling us to make noise and stop asking us if we ready? Right? Stop <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm ready. But give me something to cheer for, Bears. I mean, just you know, stop begging me for that, you dumb well, bastard. In his defense, I feel like he has to. Like he feels like he has to with that shitty offense. He's trying to do anything except to get away from the booze. To so be like, hey, clap your hands and say yeah, or instead of please don't boo us, just please don't boo this team. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Yeah, I, I I understand that, but I don't know. It just it all the we ready stuff really started to bug me. But maybe it was because I felt the sense that things were getting horrible in that game. So that one might be on me. Um, yeah. It did seem like the fans were resigned, kind of like us to the you know, Mitch isn't our guys sort of vibe. Um, they did cheer when he did well, but they definitely booed when he didn't. The biggest boo of the game came after the poorly mismanaged end of first half uh, clock, yep. right? The, the fans were booing lustily. And even the the players, I'm totally reading into this, but the players, when they were leaving, uh, going into the tunnel, seemed down also even though we had the lead at halftime it did not feel like we had the lead it was it was a weird vibe total weird vibe so that was my experience i don't know if your experience was different watching on the telly or if you have any tom brenneman brenneman facts that you can give us no i i wish i did it i was kind of angry through the whole game just because it felt like what it just like that when eddie missed the field goal at the end it just kind of felt right it was like not being able to score the end of the first half red zone opportunities Mitch turning it over twice in the fourth quarter it was like yeah that seems about right so I honestly barely heard Thom and I was watching on a delay so I was skipping over all of his rambling bullshit so I wish I had better Thom slash Thod stories for you but uh i don't i don't it's okay it's, it's for the best it's it's fine we don't need to spend another minute reviewing that game the bears are three and four now they gotta go to philly uh we're gonna talk about that in the next segment i'm sure you did a lot of deep diving about bears eagles history most of which is probably hideous and uh i can't wait to hear about their coaching staff though i'm i am very excited so why don't we just let's kick it. it to that next yeah. segment, right? Let's do it. Yeah, let's get off Sunday. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Zero doinks. Doinks. <laughs> well, 
welcome back zero doings follow us at zero doings on instagram and twitter we will absolutely respond to all of your dms we love talking to you thank you we are in 43 states worth of listeners thank you so much vermont get your head out of your ass where are you buddy uh we're also in 10 countries believe it or not that is incredible thank you so much thank you anyway bears play the eagles this sunday we are three and four. I believe they are three and four. Dan will catch us up on that. He did all the homework. Maybe not. They may be four and four. I don't know. They're four and okay, four. Okay, there you go. Yep. Thank you. Dan, show us the way. What do we have to look for on Sunday in every imaginable category? Go, baby. You got it. Talking Eagles. Singing about the Eagles. Hotel California. Is that an That's Eagles it. song? It is. Don Henley. In Hotel California. California. If you like pina coladas, <laughs> I think we, I think we covered it all. <laughs> uh, okay, let's do some Eagles talk. I feel like they're kind of the boogeyman after. We all know what happened in January. You discussed it earlier, and I immediately sharted in my pants. Fuck you, Cody Parkey. <laughs> Bears lead the all-time series 29-15-1, so that's good. Bad news, currently on a four-game losing streak. And it's an ugly four-game losing streak. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the scores from the last four games. We lost 16-15, double doink game. We lost 31-3, 29-14, and 54-11. So currently, uh, those four games, were we I got outscored 130-43. to Oh, God. To the fucking Eagles. We should be kicked out of the league for this. We should be demoted to the Arena League. I think that still happens. We are the Chicago Rush now. Uh, okay, so I'm not even going to discuss the double doink game. We don't need to, right? That right. was the last, no. last no. time we played it. No. All right. Fuck so Fuck you, Eagles. The last fucking Eagles. God damn it. Shitty fans. You're shitty fans. Last game in Philly was November 26, 2017. As I mentioned, we lost 31 to 3. We were in the midst of a five-game losing streak. I rem- I do remember this game. We were down twenty-four nothing at half. We had no first no first downs in the first half and hundred and forty yards total. This all kind of sounds a little familiar to this team. Our only score was a Cairo Santos field goal. Was he really our kicker God, in twenty seventeen? I barely remember that. That's that's pathetic. Ugh, did i jot that was yeah he, he was i think right? you're right yeah this was probably that wouldn't have been that wouldn't have been connor barth i, I i'm kind of wondering if i if no i if think i had the wrong. i think barth may have like gotten hurt like, it was so weird after we cut okay. gold yeah i think you're right i think it was santos okay uh so tell me if this sounds familiar mitch was 17 of 33 146 yards passing Set that up? That means we have negative six rushing yards now that I'm thinking about it. Mm. It's, I'm going to go with that. Okay. 146 yards passing, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, two fumbles, and a QBR rating. I don't know what QBR is or what that means, but his QBR rating 
you want to just take a wild guess? I'm going to say 13. Oh, way off. 0. 0.4. Oh, God. <laughs> My bad. Uh, that's, yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. It's a little too turnover for Mitch, although Sunday was getting close to that. But anyway, go You're ahead. Right. You're right. Uh, so Mitch also led the team in rushing with 12 yards. Led the team uh, in rushing Car- with 12 yards? Did you just say that? Yep. You you got it. Oh my you got it. This was a dog shit game. Uh, Carson Wentz had three touchdowns. Those three touchdowns were to Zach Ertz, Alshon Jeffrey, and Nelson Aguilar. Mm. All three guys who are still on the team. Mm. And Must be nice. We could see we could see a replay of all that yeah. this week. Uh, that's all I got in that game. That was that was terrible. Uh, okay, so our last win against Philly was November seventh, twenty eleven. It was at Philly. We won thirty to twenty four. Uh, Bears came from behind in the fourth quarter. Cutler was eighteen of thirty two, two hundred eight yards, two touchdowns. Forte had 133 rushing yards, but fumbled twice, which snapped a streak of 300 plus touches without a fumble. Hmm. That seemed crazy to me. I read that in the recap, but yeah, that sounds right. I I don't remember this game though. Again, this this segment segment always reminds me what a shit memory I have. Yeah. Well, uh, Cutler broke his thumb two weeks later in that chargers game. So we were right in the midst of kind of rolling there. Uh, Matt Spath, once again, this is two weeks in a row. X Gopher scored a touchdown. Uh, Michael Vick was the QB. Mm. He had 213 yards passing, no touchdowns, one interception. At that point, Vick fell to 0 and 4 against the Bears. We owned Vick. We did. I don't, did he ever win against us? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. And I, yeah, I. I remember two different things about Vic as a Falcon against us. One was when it was like three degrees on a sunny night or a Monday night, and he just looked like he didn't want to be there. And then I think it was oh one, oh two, maybe oh one, when we went to the Georgia Dome and Erlacher just absolutely like jumped over the offensive line and hit the shit out of him. I don't know if you remember that, but. Yep. <laughs> I just coughed. I just coughed on zero doinks for the second time. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, well, I, that's what I remember about Michael Vick and the fact that he murdered dogs for fun. So the, 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 the game that was called the Vick game. Yes. You, you were there together. No, I, I was not. We I, I know because I was oh, way too big. Of, I was way too big of a pansy. I, uh, yeah, I, I was there with, I was there with Rory yep, who Pat, also. Here, you, and Pat yep. and our friend Pat went to the bathroom at halftime and never came back. <laughs> he just went home. Yeah. I, uh, I was memory. not in the mood for, uh, for a freezing cold game. And so I was a complete, a complete pussy about it, but I, I feel okay about it today. That was the coldest game I've ever been to in person. You'd get a beer and it was frozen immediately. Bears weather was that when Rex came back after injury? Like he was, he was maybe gonna play, and Orton was gonna start. And I think Lovey finally said, "Fuck you, Orton. We're putting Rex in. He's healthy enough." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was definitely a quarterback change, but I feel like I I always mix it up. I can't remember if it was Orton for Rex, Rex for Orton, sex for Orton. Did I? I almost said that. That would have been fun with his guitar. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, that's really it. Major Wright had a big interception in that game. Uh, we've talked about him before. Thought he'd be awesome. That's all I got for the head-to-head shit. I mean, their Eagles have owned us the last four games. The worst being fucking January. So let's do the the coaches. Any more thoughts on the head-to-head shit? No, my my second worst memory. I'll just tell it real quick. Is probably the same as yours. Would be the playoff game in two was it two thousand and one where Donovan McNabb came to Soldier oh, yeah. Field. And uh, Jim Miller got hurt very early and it became the yep. Shane Matthews show. And we, so we were fucked in the first where it's, we got to get Shane Matthews. We're 13 and three, right? We had the bye, and we're hosting yep. the Eagles. And then yep. they, I think the final was reasonably close, but it, it wasn't that close. Fucking Hugh Douglas yeah. felt like a cheap <laughs> shot on Jim Miller, <laughs> fucked up his shoulder. Fuck you, Hugh Douglas. Fuck you. <laughs> I was also in the house for that game. That was the last one at the old Soldier yes, Field. It was. It was. Yeah. And then they Yeah, it was a sad yeah. it was like a sad gray day. Like it just yeah. was like a growth day. It was. Um, it was. Yeah, I was I low on the uh, Thanks for bringing the that Bears up too. Public relations. Yeah, no problem. No. So yeah, I was an was intern great. for the public relations department and I had to uh I had to I had to work the auxiliary tent, which meant all of the absolute losers of the media where there wasn't enough room in the press box. They all had to go in a big white heated tent and watch the game on horrible television. I had to be there for some reason to make sure they didn't break the TVs. I don't know what the hell it was, but it was was so stupid at that point. I thought I do not want to do this the rest of my life. Like I don't want to hang by it. Basically, it was probably Brad Biggs in there because he was such a fucking loser in 2001, as if he's not now. And he probably had to listen to him complain. Oh, my, my, my press room hot dogs too cold in this tent. Somebody get me a warmer hot dog. Like that's that's my biggest memory from the playoff game. Fuck you, Brad Biggs in the auxiliary tent. You sweaty bitch. See me after class. Uh <laughs> Your hate for Brad Biggs is like one of my favorite things about it's you. Personal. I'm just, it's personal. It's personal. I had to fucking, I had to basically work with that guy and he's worse in real life than he is on the air. Ah, oh, God damn it. Ah. Hold on. Let me just, can I just, can I do something real quick? Yeah, you can go ahead. Oh God. Oh, that just settled me down I, a little I bit. Need that felt good. So bad. That felt, oh my God. That felt good. It sounded so, good. No, but anyway, I'm so, de- I'm so depressed know, about the Bears. I know. I'm, I'm just drinking at an unhealthy level. No, right now. no, it's the same. I mean, you can hear me. I'm, I'm ranting and raving about a game from 18 years ago that I was in a heated tent for. And Brad Biggs might not have even been in that same tent. I am melting down right now, Dan. God damn it. This is All horrible. Right, well, t- all right let's talk about the coaches here let's get you let's, let's reel it. you back in let's here. do it all right so eagles coaches here doug peterson head coach he was a quarterback for a number of years won a super bowl with the packers yes is that right yes uh, yes gross. i know his uh first job out of the league he was a high school coach for calvary baptist in louisiana and then somehow made a jump to offensive quality control of the Eagles. Like, I don't, weird path. Yeah. Maybe his kids were there. I actually, I probably should have figured that out. That's, that probably made sense. He doesn't have kids. Let's be honest. But 
Yeah, but just in general, looking at his picture on the team website, he kind of looks like a douchebag who hangs out at a Florida beach bar hitting on married women in front of their husbands. That's kind of the vibe that I get from him, right? Well, like, Don't tell that to Dan Pompey. He wrote a fucking book about him. And they 69, which got me blocked on Twitter for asking him if he did that. <laughs> well, yeah, there's some about how you're trying to figure out the logistics based off of their height. Like, how how could this happen? Yes, Dan, a lot of real yep. personal questions. I said, uh, who's taller, you or Doug Peterson? And when he finally answered me, I said, who's on top when you're 69 or something like that? And that got me blocked real quick. Anyway, is lost. Okay. Uh, going through Doug's playing career in 1992, he played in the World League of American Football. Yes, just before NFL. Yeah, that was pre-NFL Europe. That's what they called yeah, it. Morphed before. into NFL Europe. Yep. I have no recollection of this, but uh, in 95, he did play for the Rheinfire. So I don't know if you wanted to throw in some German talk. Ich bin einer Flughafen, ein Bier bitte, ein zwei drei. <laughs> Was that real German? Those were real words, but it made no sense. I said, "Okay, I am an airport. One beer, please. One two three. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I, if you were lying to me now, I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, that's all I got on Doug Peterson. It's kind of boring. Yeah, fuck him pretty good coach it's actually. fine like andy like... reed tree i'm just i'm bitter at him because of nagy because i'm bitter about nagy that's fine yeah it's you're right. hearing bitter bill doink right now that's all my favorite thing about doug peterson is when that dipshit mike lombardi said he should be fired in the year that he actually won the super bowl and mike lombardi's had to eat shit ever since then yes and it just kind of proves what a dipshit he is uh, Mike Lombardi, that is not Doug Peterson, no. but uh, trade for Nick Foles and and tie up your cap space for the next thirty years. I'm Mike Lombardi. By the way, let's remember about Mike Lombardi. Buddy. Let's remember this about whenever he's ripping on another GM. He drafted Jamarcus Russell when he was the GM yes. for the Raiders. Let that That's never. Right. Never leave your brains, people, when you're reading his stupid articles in The Athletic. He knows shit. But I think he, I think his stance on that is he blames Al Davis. Like, oh, real yeah. nice. Yeah, blame Just, the corpse. Blame a, yeah. Blame a dead guy. Exactly. Real nice. Mike. Exactly. God damn it. Dick. That, that sums you. him up. Fuck you, Mike Lombardi. Yeah. All right, let's move on from Mike. Uh, all right, the OC is Mike Grow. He, uh, I think, has been riding his dad's coattails, Al Grow, for years, which Al, I don't think really has accomplished much, which I don't, I never understood, like going through, I went through his old man, Al's history, and he's not really, he was not on, really been great, but he's just around forever. Yeah, he was on Lovey's staff, was he a, a secondary coach for Lovey, I think, with the Bears? I'm pretty sure. Uh, old man Al? Yes. I don't know. I, I didn't even I I don't, look I don't it know, up, but look it up, brother Dave. But, <laughs> but uh, Mike uh, also played for the Rhine fire in 97, uh, which good for him. Uh, Mike coached uh, at Bama for three years with three national championships. That probably is just a given. If you're coaching for Bama anytime recently, he was a bears wide receiver coach from 2013 to 2015. So, I don't know. Mike Rowe's not calling the plays, right? This is like no. a Mike, 
Mark Helfrich. Is it Mike or Mark? It's Mark it's Helfrich, Mark. right? It's Mark. Yeah. Sort of the same thing. You're the offensive coordinator, but what's your role really? You're not calling the plays. No, you're getting Doug Peterson some coffee or he's joining him at one of those Miami bars where Doug Peterson's hitting on all of the wives. Yeah. Not even in like a classy Miami bar. It'd be like uh, Tampa. It's a shitty. Yeah, definitely Tampa. Tampa strip club. Yeah, he's good buddies with a general manager of two strip clubs in Tampa. You're gross. You're gross, Doug Peterson. Peterson. Put on a new pair of pants. You just meet a Doug. You just know he's probably got some drugs on him, right? Doug Collins? Drugs. Drugs guy. You've seen that mullet in the 80s, right? He had drugs in his pocket. I have. Uh, What about Flutie? Drugs guy. Big time. Little guy. Needed a lot of Adderall. I don't know if Adderall was a thing back in the day, but that guy was always hyped up. Cocaine for sure. Speed. Definitely. I love it. We got anyone else? Any other Dugs? Let's think through Dugs. Let's not. Let's yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. You think yeah. Of other Slide Dugs. in our DMs with your favorite Doug guys. Let us know. Well, I currently have the TV on, and Doug Glanville was just on oh. after the World Series. Uh oh! Look out for a racist Cubs a fan behind you. That's going to give oh, you one of those boy. circle things. <laughs> okay. Anywho, stick to sports. Ah! Uh, okay, defensive, de- defensive coordinators, Jim Schwartz. Man, that guy's oh, an asshole, yeah, huh? He is. Yeah, he is. He had like unusually large nipples uh, during that Lions run. I feel like there was a something wrong with his nipples during uh, one of the games. You just Probably startled me. In the back yeah, I don't, I don't know. Harbaugh. I don't aggressively. Know. I, I don't know. My, I, I don't have stats on this, but I am very curious right now. All right. Uh, we'll, uh, I'll do up. some research. Is, this is uh, a bad look for me. If I somehow have in my head that he's got large enlarged nipples <laughs> and it's just been ingrained in my mind. And I did no research before to make sure I don't sound like a jackass on the podcast, but we're going to go with it. Jim Schwartz, Odd nipples. Huge. I'll verify after. And if I find nothing, then I'm just a fucking weirdo. Uh, uh, I hate Jim Schwartz, right? He's a he's a dickhead, uh, a bad coach. He definitely is a bad head coach. So this hit hit pretty hard when I saw that he was with the Gophers staff as a grad assistant in 1990. Oh. Who was the head coach Sad. in 1990? Do you know? Um, Ron Haskins. No. Clem, I don't know. Clem's football loving brother. <laughs> I was gonna say Lou Holtz, but I that was after. Yeah. No, after I think Lou it was Holtz. still Notre Dame at that point. Yeah. All right. Lou Holtz won in eighty eight, right? Yes. With the Irish. You got it. Okay. Hmm. All right. Who gives a fuck? Well, who gives it's a... not that Yeah, important. it was Ra- right. Randy Haskett, Clem's brother. Is that what you said? Randy? <laughs> I said Ron, but that's fine. Okay. Uh, running back and assistant head coach is Deuce Staley, mm. old running back. I always liked that dude. Yeah, good fantasy player. Like good fantasy player. Went to South Carolina, oh, which forgot is just about a fun fact. Yeah. Um, in his Wikipedia page, it said he's the first NFL player to come back from Liz Frank injury in 2001. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Frank? Yeah, that's weird. Like that injury 
started in 01. I remember uh, that's when I was working with the Bears and Ted Washington got that, uh, I believe, had that same injury, but probably because he was here, 500 pounds. Well, well, here's my next point uh, after that is I feel like he definitely wrote that on his Wikipedia page, which I know we went to create link last week and you and I went to change a few pages and got caught yeah. very quickly. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a sec? Can we talk about yeah, who are who are these Wikipedia sheriffs that are looking out for mischief mischievous people like us? Who are these people? I don't know. And don't don't they have the name of Eagle? Like Eagle yes. something oh, or they do yeah, it was like Eagles twenty four seven or something like that. Yeah. Oh, oh. This, these oh, people are losers. Yeah. Losers. Yeah. Let us just change Lithgow's page once. Yeah. What's the harm? Seriously. What's the harm? Yeah, it's Chris Harris, it's John Lithgow, and it's Adam Shaheen. <laughs> like and Ken Wisenhunt. Ken Wisenhunt would love the attention right now. Did we get him fired actually? I wonder if Maybe. This oh. And who's and, and how is Eagles twenty four seven able to say that he didn't get hired because of the bees great point i I, right yeah i know we didn't source it but i think we're right they don't know it to be untrue so grow up wikipedia stop asking me for money i'm not giving you shit no especially now you dumb bastards fuck you bastards uh, okay, D-line coach is Philip Daniels, ex-Bears oh, D-tackle, great dude. 2000, 2003's been with Philly since 2016. Wow. That was during your run, Yeah, right? he is awesome. I am a huge Philip Daniels fan. I had no idea that he was doing that. That is great news. Good job, Philip. Good job, Phil. Uh, Carson Walsh is the wide receiver coach. Made up. Yep. He was Bears offensive quality control coach from 2013 to 2014. I still have yet to know what a quality control coach is. Do you know? No, I know they'd spend time up in the press box and I think they'd chart plays. I don't, I don't know what else they do. Okay. Stupid. So stat keeper. Is that what it is? Kind of. Yeah. You basically have a notebook and you, you know, yeah, you probably get Doug Peterson, another margarita at halftime. Okay. <laughs> Polish his puka shell necklace. Ooh. The uh there's two guys. There's a linebacker and running back assistant, Ryan and TJ Paganetti. They're clearly brothers of some sort, maybe twins, but the website makes no mention of them being related. Which I just struck me as weird. It is weird. I like uh they, they look they're literally on the website next to each other. And you look at the two pictures and you're like, they're related. They have the same last name. They're from the same hometown. <laughs> it's like Bedford, Massachusetts, I want to say. Oh, I think and we have a listener no... in Bedford, Massachusetts. No joke. Is it, yeah, it could it's be. probably their brother, Dave. Dave Pagnetti. Awesome. But they, it, make, it just was weird. It's like, you guys are, couldn't you just say in the bio? Like when it's um, one of the shithead Zimmer kids in Minnesota, mm-hmm. they're like, son of mike zimmer because it's it's obvious why like did they have a falling out like i don't know i just it just struck me as weird it is weird it's it sounds very philadelphia yeah it's uncool to be that close to your brother right uh all right so that's all i have for the coaches nothing of note with the uh 
executive staff, the ownership. And there were no dead people that I hmm. that I noticed Go when ahead. I scanned through. Jeff Lurie, Lori. Yeah, Loria, Lurie, whatever. Yeah, he's got great hair. He's, great head of hair. Uh, I didn't see any other family members involved. I don't know. It was there wasn't there wasn't any beef there. Only thing I'll say is they literally listed everyone in the organization. As I've gone through this exercise of teams, uh, websites, and their staff, they they like literally had every member of their like marketing and content team. I think they had janitors involved. Like it was a very extensive list. And it was, I mean, good for them. Why not? Give them props. That's fine. That's fine. Was, but, was Randall Cunningham involved somewhere or no? No, no. That's a shame. It is. He was awesome. He was awesome. He was awesome. Um, all right. No Illini, no gopher players. We're not definitely not shocked about no gopher players because that's just how it goes. But no Illini players this week. We were on a good run there. You were. I'm a little disappointed. So. Yep, maybe Chase will show up on another team oh, yeah. uh, sometime soon. I did not know he got cut. Yeah, uh, it's I don't know if it's disappointing or not, but it's noteworthy only because I bleed orange and blue. <laughs> um, So just quickly, the Eagles, I watched their game against Buffalo last week. They looked pretty awesome. It was a weird game with a lot of wind involved, but they uh, they moved the ball. They have. Uh, Jordan Howard looked okay, but he kind of took a backseat to Miles Sanders, Penn State guy, and he looked pretty awesome against, I think, a decent Buffalo defense. So uh, I think we're fucked just in general. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just to put it quickly. uh, Yeah, we might be in some trouble because they can, their offense looks good. They have some weapons. Their defense might be a little soggy, but so's our offense. Yeah, perfect matchup there. What, so, uh, what's the line? So we opened at Bears, opened at plus three, which I immediately sent you a text. I was like, this is fucking bananas. How could we be only getting three points? That was quickly bet down to bet up, however we say that. Bears are currently at plus five. So I think this is actually the first time the Bears are underdogs this year. Oh, God. Uh, How crazy is that? Yeah, you're probably right because we're at Denver week two. That would have been the only other time I would have thought. Wow. Yeah. You're favored in London. Wow. Favored against the Packers, the Vikings. That's incredible. Uh, Last week, obviously. But we're the first time we're dogs. A team with four losses. This is the first time. And... Well, what do, what do you think? Which which way are you leaning, Dan? Plus four well, pairs. Let's start here. We got a text from our buddy Rick Fieldsman today. He said he is humping the under with a lot of very graphic gifts of people humping things. Uh, the the over under opened at forty five, and then quickly moved to forty three and a half, which feels still way too high. well. I don't. That feels yeah, too high. It's too high. But we're not doing that. I'm taking uh, Eagles minus five. It's it's it's. Uh, I think you and I spoke offline that if it were ten, we would still consider taking the Eagles. So that's an easy one for me. I'm taking Eagles minus five. Dan, I've been thinking about this since we were talking offline, and 
I is this going to be a back to the corner situation? I've been going back and forth. I hope you bring up, bring I, up Lovey Smith back into a corner. You said that. Been, I I have the thing about the Bears, Dan, is when you put Eddie Pinheiro in a corner, you go the other way, and you go Eagles minus five, and you pour <laughs> a lot of money on it. And I feel great about it. I'm going Eagles minus five and I'm not going to apologize for it. All right. Good. You got me there. That was pretty, that was pretty good. Thank you. Uh, on the season, you, you are two and seven. Mm. That was just too much bears loyalty. And then I got on the right side of where the bears are actually at. I'm five and four oh. on the season. So. Oh, I just put a wet blanket uh, on you. The bears are definitely covering. Sorry. Oh, that's the right. Play. I mean, I went from betting with my heart with the Bears to betting with my tiny brain, and the Bears. I, I don't, I don't get it. I, these teams are heading in different directions. The Eagles seem to be well. They got their ass kicked. Yeah, they they ago. sucked going into last week. So I, I pro, minus five Eagles probably actually does make some type of sense. We're so. At least personally, I'm very embittered right now. <laughs> I would have felt that minus eight wouldn't have been enough, but it is probably the right line. The Eagles have sucked most of this year, but still, come on, come on. Eight, hard but to here, back the here, Bears plus five. Here's kind of how I see it, though. I feel like after they got their ass kicked at in Dallas two weeks ago, Doug Peterson kind of straightened them out, and he said, this is not us. We need to play better. And they definitely looked like a team that was ready to kick some ass. It was kind of what we expected coming out of that Raiders week. And then we've just fucking fallen flat on our face. So it feels it feels like Doug Peterson might be a decent coach and we might have a shithead who doesn't who can't even get his kicker to not throw him under the bus two days after a game. Oof, I don't hurts, know. But you might be right. Well, I'm I'm a I'm a hurt man right now, Bill. So, I f- I would put a lot of cash on Eagles minus five, and it is kind of a fuck you to the Bears. Yeah, you've ruined our fall. Yeah, exactly how Bill laid it out at the start of the show. Yeah, yeah, fuck you, Bears. Still love you, but still hate you at the same time. I hope that Dan and I are both wrong this week with our minus five going toward Philly, but I don't have any confidence that we are wrong. This has been Bears Eagles preview. Thank you, Dan Doinks, for another thorough homework job. Really appreciate it. And love that factoid about the twins that might not be twins. That was great. Yep. That was the highlight for me. You're welcome, Bill. Come on, Bears. Let's do it. Let's do it. Surprise us. Let's be 500. And get us back on the train. Yes. Let's do it. See you next segment. Do you have a bear? that you fantasize about every Sunday, so do we. It's Bears Fantasy Corner. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Bears Fantasy Corner. All right, Fantasy Corner. I think we had, I had Gabriel maybe last week. I should write this shit down. You had Shaheen. Is that right? Yeah. I No, I had Mitch. I had Mitch last week. Oh, you had Mitch. Okay. Uh, that didn't turn out great, I don't think. Nope, it definitely did not. 
Montgomery was the play last week, I believe. Uh, yeah, he 130 some yards. Love that man. That was good to see. So, Bill, you always lead us off and tell us who you like. I'd like you to do the same this week. You got it, Dan. Um, Bears Fantasy Corner, this is where we make you a shit ton of money in daily fantasy and we get you W's in your fantasy league. This week will be no different. I've been thinking long and hard about this for the past 30 seconds, and I have a recommendation for you that is going to win you the week, if not a ton of cash, on DraftKings, perhaps. Is that still a thing? I haven't haven't logged into my account in a long time. Anywho, here it is. This is going to shock you. I'm sure he's available on your waiver wire. He is currently second string, and he does play offense. It is left tackle Cornelius Lucas III. He was eligible eight times on Sunday. Tackle eligible, could have been a wideout. He was that extra guy brought out along with Lou Holtz's kid to block for David Montgomery. This week is the week that Nagy sends him wide for not one, not two, but three touchdown catches in the red zone. Cornelius Lucas the third, pick him up, put him in your flex position. He's got your back. Do it. Dan, who do you have? I don't see any way that does not happen. <laughs> I don't think you could even put him in your flex, right? Isn't he? You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with you on it. I don't know. Oh. I'm sure he doesn't. His avatar has to be non-existent. That would be my guess. Well, I'm gonna take new Bears quarterback Marcus Mariota. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm gonna go with Anthony Miller. I feel like he's way overdue to have a squirrely like four touchdown game, and we lose by three plus touchdowns. So uh, it's gonna be a shootout. Um, Taylor Gabriel will probably throw two of those touchdowns because I don't see Mitch doing it. Someone's got to do it. Can David Montgomery throw? Have we ever seen him throw a Let's ball? Let's find out. I'd love to find out. I feel like he's a lefty, if I had to guess. Uh, What's that, you know. fuzzy britches? <laughs> I, think, I think he has four thumbs. That's my guess. Oh, he's a real fieldsman, huh? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Anthony Miller. Uh, he's a real hot dog and son of a bitch, and he'll be strutting all over Philly. That's close to Memphis, right? Close nope, enough. I don't think so. I'm not a big map guy, so. But we'll say his family will be in the house to watch him score four touch. I don't remember what I said. Four touchdowns. Anthony Miller, click to pick. Boom. Hey Dan, did you do any research on the top three and the bottom three fantasy performers last <laughs> week? You fucking know it, brother. Top performers this week. Daniel Jones, rookie quarterback with the Giants, was our leader with 40 points. Deshaun Watson was second, 38. That one always hurts when he's in the top three. And uh, Drew Brees, back in action, 37, was third. Our bottom performers, uh, there's only two this week, only two negative players. Dwayne Haskins was the worst at negative 0.43. And Brent Hunley, negative uh, 0.25, which that's purely a... Who's he on now? 
Um, Sorry. Putting you on the spot. Not a big fantasy football uh, research guy. You know what? I don't know. I don't really care. It's fine. Still on the Packers. I don't. Let's just go with that. <laughs> uh, I feel like he came in gar- I think he was 0 for 1. He came in garbage time. Shit. No, I don't know. I don't have a, I don't have a clue. The only thing that I love about these bottom three so far this year, it's it's both shocking and yeah. makes me feel a little bit better. There has not been one bear in the bottom no. three. That's incredible, actually. Isn't it? It Either is. Or, yeah, there's been no negative players. Because I feel like Miller, Miller or Gabriel had a game. I think it was Miller had a game where he fumbled on his only touch. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. That does make me feel a little better, but... We're as five thirty eight predicted. We're a seven and nine team. We're mediocre, right in the middle, across Blech. the board. Blech. Blech. Gross. Um, so, I uh, John Lithgow is definitely our guy, but I'm I'm starting to get off of him a little bit, if you will, because we were not able to add onto his Wikipedia page. So, John, you need to put in a good word with us for us on with the Wikipedia kings and queens and make that happen so it's not my he's trending towards not being my sleeper anymore i'm i'm still riding the john lithgow train and i'm fine with it i am begging all of our listeners each and every one of you if you have any connection to john lithgow we desperately want him slinging eggs with us and sipping on hams one of these episodes so hook us up we're good guys. We won't pay him, but he'd be interested in joining us, I'm sure. He always looks real crabby. Oh, yeah. Big time. And a little bit greasy. Yeah, definitely the top of that dome has some Crisco on it of some sort. Got a little shine. Perfect for eggs, I'd have to say. Yeah, hams and eggs. Oh. Not sure if that segment has been on the show yet, guys, but, you know. Maybe you already heard it. Maybe you're yeah, about to. I, think, I don't know. I would say the chances are you probably haven't heard it yet. It's Maybe you possible. have. If you haven't, it was fun. It was great. You're in for a real surprise or hope you loved it. Bill, what do you think about this? We haven't discussed this before. Should we start throwing in uh, NBA fantasy picks as well? Yes, let's do it right now. Who's your pick to click? Uh, Taco Fall, Boston Celtics. Wow. Incredible. Mine, Kendrick Nunn, Miami Heat. Love it. I think we nailed it. This has been Bears Fantasy Corner. Thanks for joining us yet again for another bunch of winners. See you next segment. Eat my ass, Matthew (laughs) Berry. Hi, this is Brother Dave. You're listening to my favorite Bears podcast, Hero Story. Crack open a ham and let the magic enter your ears. The Big Ten Minute. Welcome back to Zero Doinks. Follow us at Zero Doinks. We talk about it all the time, but we are active on social media. We're a lot of fun. So are you. We know you love to party. Come slide into our DMs. This is the Big Ten Minute. We have a lot to talk about. Things are red hot for both the Illini football squad and the Gophers. Dan, 
Let's talk about Minnesota first. Things are incredible for the Gophers. Let's chat about it, buddy. How do you feel? I feel fucking great. The Gophers are on a goddamn roll. They're on a shit-kicking tour right now. They are fucking feeling great. PJ is getting real cocky, which makes me a little nervous. But uh, Gophers just beating the shit out of teams in the Big Ten specifically. They're, they're red hot right now, which means perfect time for a bye week. So they're on a bye week this week before their big game against Penn State next week. Uh, Penn State's also on a bye. But, I mean, this is, like, I think I've been saying this. They really haven't played any anyone of substance yet, but they've been kicking the shit out of teams. Uh, and including your Illini, they apparently jump-started your Illini. But uh, early line for Gophers against Penn State. Have you seen it yet? You want to guess? No, it's no, at, I haven't. Uh, it's at Minnesota? At Minnesota. Here's the other thing. I guess the Gophers AD, it came out today that he refused to do a night game i think they approached him about making it a night game with two eight no teams and he said fuck no and it struck me as odd initially i wonder i didn't i didn't see a reason why uh but i believe it's because lsu alabama is going to be the same night that's definitely a night game which makes sense yeah but uh, odd, oddly enough, it's going to be the latest in a college football season that two 8-0 teams will play against each other. Well, exactly 8-0, but two undefeated teams will play on the same night or the same day uh, this late in the season, which is kind of cool. But I think everyone nationally just is like Minnesota could be frauds. Um I don't know. I, I I'm kind of torn. Like, there's a part of me that worries that they haven't played anybody. Uh, this the schedule gets real shitty from here on out. But god damn it, they look fucking awesome. They're rowing the goddamn boat so fucking hard. Okay, so I asked you the line. I didn't. Yes. I'll get back to that. That's Early a good line. Is Gophers plus six and a half at home? Whoa, that is shocking. I would have thought Minnesota minus one. That was my guess. Oh, really? No, I definitely would have thought they would have gotten points because Penn State's, they're fucking great. They're sixth right now, I believe. They're they're awesome. They look really good. They've won won in Iowa. That was kind of a tough game back and forth. They got a little fucked on some calls. That was a few weeks ago, but I think they're a solid team. So I'm not not shocked by that line. That kind of feels right just because Minnesota's, they've not, They've not played anyone. They've had an easy schedule here on out, but uh, I'm not going to give a pick yet because that's next week. That's fine. Um, I have, I have, I have a question for you. Yes, I could see you Uh, fucking smirking, so I knew, I knew you had a question. Yes. Um, Who? Which team was it that the Bears? Oh, was it the Raiders? No. What team was it where there was a scout? Uh, that you had you you dove deep and you discovered a scout. Does this sound familiar? Um, I think it was a Bears opponent. <laughs> We're talking about the Sandusky scout. <laughs> we are. Do you remember what what team that was? Uh, was it the Saints? Uh, yeah, maybe it was. Uh, it was the the s- so two pronged question: Did yes. the Saints have Uh-oh. a bye week? 
next week. They might. Don't, I don't have a fucking clue. I don't. I don't know either. Second part of that prong: Is there going to be a Sandusky in the house for Penn State, Minnesota, and is that going to be the scout, or is it going to be Jerry? Does Jerry get out on bail to watch the game? Well, I don't think. I don't think Joe Pa's ghost ever leaves the team. I think he still travels with them. So if on a technicality, I think, yes, though there's always a Sandusky hovering over the team, especially in the shower portion of their afternoon. Uh, uh, that's probably not. <laughs> Wait. Did I say Joe Pa or Sandusky? I'm so confused. You said, you said the ghost of Joe Pa, but it's Joe hard pa. to it's All hard right. to separate the two. Uh, yeah, they're joined at the dicks at this point in history. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just say there is there is a Sandusky that will be at the game for sure. Sandusky and Paterno, someone of the lineage will be also joined at the dick in the bank next week, 12 o'clock on ABC. Is it, it, is it a noon? Is it an 11 central yeah. game? Are you You're fucking right. kidding me? That's outrageous. Here. That's, that's an insult. That should be crazy. 2.30 at worst, right? On ABC, probably, or yeah. ESPN. I don't that understand so fucking it. stupid. It's weird, and I think it's a fuck you to the AD who, who said, we'll absolutely not do a night game. They're like, we'll just make it at 11. Uh, it could work in the Gophers' favor just because it's a weird time slot. I feel like Penn yeah. State never plays at that time. I could be wrong on that, but they're always kind of more of a prime time or semi-prime time is there a semi-prime time what do we call that 230 slot i mean semi-erotic prime semis and penn state so i'm getting a little bit uncomfortable i based based on all of this information i i'm curious about your pick but i would bang i know we're a week early but i'd bang the shit out of the gophers i really would i would i would too but that's not an official pick yet no, no. The line could move by next week. So and, and we to be honest, yeah, I mean, I saw PJ Fleck was on the ice today with the Gophers hockey team uh, pretending to be a goalie so he could get injured. That could change the line. Um, so I'm not ready to make a pick yet. He's he's feeling himself quite a lot lately. So PJ Fleck, a big Martin Brodeur fan. Oh, wow. Bless you. All right, so as I mentioned, the Gophers have jump-started the Illini. They shit-kicked them. Uh, what's that been, three weeks now? But that has started an absolute buzzsaw that are the fighting Illini. We called it last week. We said the Illini should be favored against Purdue, and they proved us right yeah, they kicked the fuck out of the Boilers. They beat them by 18 on the road in a bit of a rainstorm, which was perfect for Illinois because they run the ball quite well, and Purdue does not. Um, Illinois is now 4-4 four and four on the year, 2-3 and three in the Big Ten. They have Rutgers at home this week. I'm sure Dan knows the line because I do not, so hopefully yes. he'll bail me out in a minute. But I want to make a case, guys, okay? I talked to Dan 
during Bears Redskins week and and uh uh when when Case Keenum was starting for Washington I told him about when Case Keenum Keenum was quarterback for the Houston Cougars in college the Houston PR staff put out a huge campaign for Case that was we want to make a case for the Heisman. So cheesy. <laughs> case for the Heisman. Case for the Heisman. Okay. So I am going to make a case for the Illini winning the Big Ten West this year. Not in the future, but this year. Here's how it's going to play out, Dan. And this is going to hurt your soul as a Gophers fan. I apologize. This is not personal. But here's how I see it happening, Okay. The Gophers, as you mentioned, hosting Penn State, they're going to lose. Then they go to Iowa. They're going to lose. They're going to host Northwestern. They're going to win. They're going to host the Badgers. Rivalry game, end of the year. The Badgers are going to be pissed. Badgers win. Gophers finish 6-3. and three. Wisconsin, currently 3-2 and two in the Big Ten. They have to host Iowa this weekend, I believe. They're going to lose. They're going to go to Nebraska. They're going to win. They're going to host Purdue. They're going to win. They're going to host the Gophers as – and I'm sorry, they're going to go to the Gophers. As we mentioned, they're going to win. 6-3, and three, Wisconsin. Iowa – is going to finish six and three after losing to Illinois, beating <laughs> Nebraska, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. They finish six and three. Illinois, rest of the schedule. Are you ready? Illinois beats the beats Rutgers this weekend. They go to Michigan State. They win. They go to Iowa. They win. They host Northwestern. They win. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois finish the year in the Big Ten, tied six and three in the conference. When you look at head to head. Iowa and Illinois between those four teams will all be three and one. Or they will both be three and one. Minnesota, Wisconsin, two and two among the four teams. Illinois had beaten Iowa. Illinois wins the tiebreaker, advances to the Big Ten title, loses by 65 against Ohio State, and then goes to maybe the Holiday Bowl. I don't know. This is happening. Illinois is winning the Big Ten West, baby. Suck on it, Gophers. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. That was. I feel bad for you. That There's was... a path. There is a path. A case for lovey. I I'm shocked they're not mathematically eliminated I from know. that scenario. Same here. Are you sure you did that right? That I'm positive. Look... I'm absolutely positive. I saw a hint on Twitter and I laughed out loud and I thought, that can't be possible. And then I walked my way through it and I said, yeah, it's not really possible in reality, but mathematically, it's still out there. Oh. Even if the Gophers win against Northwestern on the road, which they will. But I'm sorry, Dan. The Gophers are going to lose three out of the last four, and P.J. Fleck will be playing goalie for real for some <laughs> team somewhere else. It's not inconceivable. I'm worried about it for sure. Yeah, I'm just putting uh, it out there. I'm putting, I'm you putting know that seed in your head. You know what? I've always said when you back Lovey Smith into a corner, he's just going to go ahead and fuck around and win a big, big 10 West. Yeah. You, <laughs> you ride, I can't even ride the, I know can't you can't do it, it without laughing. Here. You ride get that beard. All right. Let's get back to reality. All right, so Illinois. Two thirty yes. game this line? weekend. Uh, you may have already heard this, but on hams and eggs, our friend Kyle will be there. I don't know why he's doing that to himself. It's going to be shitty weather, I believe. Probably. Uh, Illini are minus 21 to Whoa. Rutgers. 
What say uh, you? Not, right, first not high enough. Not high enough. Illinois wins by 28. And Brandon and all of his Peters don't have to do much in shitty weather. Illinois will run all over the Scarlet Knights. And they will run away with this. They are going to be 5-4 and four, headed into East Lansing to play Michigan State next weekend. And they are going to be right on the tail of the vacationing gophers that are just sucking back right now on all sorts of riblets from Applebee's and whatever local delicatessens are in the Twin Cities these days. Here comes Illinois, baby. They are coming. They're not just going to make a bowl. Like I said, Big Ten title in Indianapolis fighting for their lives. Uh, so the Gophers would be chewing on riblets from famous Dave's just to clear that up. Okay. Um, since the Gophers aren't playing this week, I should take, I should pick the Illini game as well. I'm going to take the Illini as well. Yes. They're going to kick yes. the shit out of Rutgers. That's Boom. definitely not high enough. Illini are going to win by 30 at least. Whoa. At nice. least 30. Rutgers sucks so hard. I hope so. I can't even imagine they have their shit together to even get to Champaign. No. They're not a big map school for sure. They don't even know where it's at. They're just going to end up in Bloomington, Indiana and be like, close enough. Let's do this. <laughs> That'd be great. What would happen if they didn't show? Obviously a forfeit. What would happen yeah. to somebody's wager? I'm sure oh, if it was on the old site that we were at, we would lose. Oh, they yeah. Take their money. If you had Rutgers plus 21, you definitely would lose. Yeah. yeah they'd, you'd fuck you over winner. somehow. Uh, all right, so records on the year. You're four, you're four and five on the year for Big Ten games. And I am I'm five, three, and one. So we're both going to get wins after this week. I feel good about that Illini pick. They're on a roll. Uh, they're going to lose next week to Michigan State. So I'd get, I wouldn't I get my hopes so. up too much. I'm, I'm worried about you getting hurt. No, at this point, in all seriousness, this is awesome. I picked Illinois at six and six at the beginning of the year. Yeah. They do seem to be on track for that, assuming that they take care of business at home against Rutgers and then at the end of the year at home against Northwestern. Um, this is great. I mean, this this is this is pure gravy. I do hold out some hope to play in the big 10 title game in Indianapolis, <laughs> but <laughs> I am just so excited to be, to be excited about Illinois football in, you know, after Halloween, that is very rare recently. So thank you, Lovey Smith for giving me a little bit to chew on in the football category because the bears suck. Uh, can actually, I don't know if it's much of a prize to win the Big Ten West because Ohio State looks fucking awesome. Oh, I wouldn't want to play him. In, <laughs> oh in all God. seriousness, if I were a Gophers, well, if I were a Gophers fan, I'd be still excited, obviously, to, You'd to be get the there, but... favorite. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but Ohio State, they oh do. They look. I. They look better. I'm going to say it. I'm going to regret it. But they look like the best team in the country. They I just think do. So too. Yeah, their defense looks fucking awesome. Who's the chase? No, who's the D end? He looks nasty. Yeah, I. They, yeah, they Jeez. they are loaded. No, they're, I don't know. McLaughlin. They are as good <laughs> as they're as good as any. SEC team, you know, fuck you, Alabama and LSU. Yeah. You, you're you are also awesome, but Ohio State's got similar athletes. Oof. They can they can play with you, if not beat you. 
they they're gonna end Harbaugh's career at the end oh. of the season, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna beat him by like fifty five. Oh. oh my god! And they'll just have to literally light him on fire, not fire him, but literally just set him on fire. At, not, yeah, not, yeah, not even burn him an effigy, but put him on a flagpole and and yeah, light him from the shoe tops up. Do you think those khakis are very flammable? No, they are flame retardant. What'd you call me? Um, I yeah, Harbaugh's done. Ohio State's awesome. Love for the Gophers to be there. Yeah, they I definitely be. want they that. Be. They will be. I mean, uh, it, the truth be told, that the Gophers have three very difficult games coming up, and I include Wisconsin yeah. at home because yep. Wisconsin, as shitty as they've been the last two weeks, you got to figure they'll wake up for the yeah. last game of the year, right? They're still decent. At yeah. Iowa is going to be a huge problem as well. So go jerk off, Tim. But that's going to be a problem. Do you think Tim uses a corn cob when he gets intimate with himself? Um, I'd say more than one. Well, yeah. I think we've joked about in private with him for many years that his weenus is reversed. So he may need multiple cobs. That's probably true. I can't disagree with that. <laughs> I can't disagree about any of that weenus talk. It's true. Hashtag weenus talk. That is going to be trending on Instagram. All right. Well, the line eye gophers are, Doing a lot better than our fucking bears. God damn it. But thank God we got something. We got something. We love college football, at least in my case, when it's convenient. Uh, and <laughs> and in Dan's case, you know, he loves the Gophers. All the, I love the Illini too. Don't yes. get me wrong. But this is the longest I've paid attention to them in four years, probably. God bless college football and the Big Ten and the Big Ten Minute. Dan Good luck to your Gophers during their bye week, their fourth bye week of the year. <laughs> and go Illini, beat Rutgers, ILL. Let's do it. Bye. All right, welcome to Hams and Eggs. We have our fourth guest. I think we determined that before we hit record. We're going to change gears a bit here because the Bears are fucking killing us. And we're going to talk to a buddy of mine that I've known almost all of my life, uh, who's a Bulls season ticket holder. Say hello, Kyle. Hello, everybody. (laughs) God, you sound great. You sound hey. amazing. Yeah, are you in a tunnel of some sort right now or Lawrence Taylor's asshole, which is a callback uh, one of the other episodes? I'm in my office. You know, I'm I'm staring at a, a D-Rose autographed basketball, a Ooh. D-Rose Lego set. It's great. Awesome. My it's my man cave. Yes, love it. So, let's just let's jump off here. So, you've been a season ticket holder. Do you know how long when did you start this? awesomeness 
I was thinking about this today. It's been at least a decade. I can tell you uh, I came in with, I think Skiles was the coach. So I lived Oof. through Skiles, Del Negro, uh, Thibodeau, Fred Hoiberg, and now oh. Jim Boylan. So five coaches oh. in probably at least a decade. That's kind of fucked up. I, I, I mean, that was like <laughs> you running through that was the like the image of all the Bears quarterbacks in comparison to Brett Favre over the years or Aaron Rodgers. That's I just went through the same mental exercise there. So you started off. I, I'm trying to remember you started off in the 300 level originally, right? I started off in the 300 level. So now you're on the club level. Is it still a Lexus thing? Uh, still a Lexus club. Yep, 200 level. Do you ever get pissed off that they let all the Lexus Lexi? What's a what's a plural of Lexus that they let them park along the sidewalk there? Is that still a thing? I, every time I go to the game, I get screwed and end up having to park as far away as possible from the gates. So, yeah, yeah, that, that pisses that, me off. It always pisses me off, and I have almost no skin in the game. Um, Bill, you you got any questions? Initial. I do, I do. Let me let me throw something at you here, Kyle. And thank you so much for joining us. You look amazing, and you sound great. Um, question for you as a as a decade long season ticket holder: Who is more handsome, Bulls GM Gar Foreman, or former Washington Wizard and star of My Giant George Mirasan? <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> oh man, um, more handsome. I'm going to have to go Gar, I, I, I guess. Yeah. I, that's, that's, I don't know that there's a good answer for that question. Speaking of Gar, I don't think I've still ever heard him speak, but I think you've been to events where Gar Pax has hold Q, held Q&As for you fancy pants season ticket holders. Is that correct? That is, that's correct. Um, uh, does he sound like a like a drowning turtle? Because that's what I figure, <laughs> based off how his <laughs> face looks. <laughs> he uh, he he look he sounds normal in person. I I I have no issue with how he sounds. He just is he his, just looks weird. Is his face very greasy in real life? Because it seems that way when he's sitting up at the lectern. <laughs> they don't really let him out in public anymore. I think. Uh, He's kind of taking a back seat. He's like the the guy behind the curtain, just doing all the magic tricks. He's the Kenny Williams. No sense, He's the Kenny Williams of the Bulls, right? Or is that yeah, Pac? Like I that. can't keep. I can't keep it straight. How do you? How are you feeling about Gar Pax these days? Man, I you know look, you know me. I have a long view, so um, you know I think on average those guys have done above average, like over the course of whatever the last. 15, 20 years, however they, however long they've been running the ship. But um, I mean, I think my patience will kind of wear out if this current group doesn't really materialize into a, um, into a competitive ball club night in, night out. So, you know, I'll give, I'll still give them another year or whatever They you know, they were there. They've had some issues picking coaches, I think is one of, one of their bigger problems. You know, they've done well in the draft. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt on this rebuild. Real quick, we'll just talk about the current Bulls and then we'll move on to some more fun stuff. Over under this year wins 34 and a half. We had a conversation over text. 
I was feeling real good about the over there, but they've gone off to a pretty rough start so far. Where how are you feeling about where their things are going to end up for them this year? I mean, what did they what did they had uh I think what 22 wins last year. So 34 is a pretty significant jump. I mean, I think that's pretty rare in NBA to get a kind of 12 plus 12 wins over the prior season. Uh I mean, man, I'm going to I want to say the over just cuz I'm a loyal season ticket holder, but I feel like 34 is about right. I'm going to take the under just to make things interesting. Just the hat, the hooks getting you. It, it feels like they're going to be fun to watch. I mean, they're definitely going to put up points. Is that, you know, compared to when they can't shoot threes and all that shit. I mean, is it more frustrating when they put up all these points and they just let it slip away? Like last night against the Knicks was a pretty shit, pretty much a shit show right at the end, right? With an 18 point lead, I think pretty late. Is that more frustrating to you than than just not being able to score? Yes. I mean, I, I'd say, um, you know, the last two years have been about rebuilding. And this year it's like, hey, we have our team. They publicly stated they plan their goal is to make the playoffs and they shouldn't eat Eastern, uh, weak Eastern Conference. But, um, you know, it just seems like they are not gelling. I mean, they look great in preseason. The offense is flowing, great ball movement. And then last night, you know, just struggling down the stretch. I don't think they scored for like the last three or four minutes of that game. Um, and I just, I would expect more out of that group at this point, especially when you add some veterans. So mm-hmm. that was, that was certainly frustrating. Um, but yeah, I mean, to your point, they have some great young talent. They should be more fun to watch. It's just, I think a matter of figuring out which groups of guys play well together. And, um, you know, for example, they, uh, they've been playing, um, uh, Luke Cornett a lot and I, you know, he's been okay, but I, I really like uh, Gafford, the guy they drafted this year. I think he's, yeah. he's going to be good. And I'd like to see him get some playing time. Who is your guy? Who's your guy on this team? Uh, well, I should say Chris Dunn because the bulls mailed me an autographed Chris Dunn Jersey last year. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I filled out a, uh, a, sur- a survey about who my favorite bull was, and lo and behold, an autographed Chris Dunn jersey arrived. <laughs> we'll see if he's still on the team after the trade deadline. That said, yeah. um, I Levine's still my guy, man. I mean, light skin life forever. That's my dog. <laughs> he's fun to watch. What do you think you What do you think you could get for that Chris Dunn jersey right now? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking about wearing it out for Halloween and you know it's just like one of those things where you just don't give a shit about what happens to it but um nice guy hard <laughs> nice work guy all right so I got more random questions about being a season ticket holder how over the years would you said almost a decade how many different people or specifically different ladies do you think you've taken to the games <laughs> over the years oh man um I gotta be careful with this because I told the current lady I'm dating that I was Uh-oh. gonna be on your podcast. So she, uh, who knows if she's gonna hear this? But um, it's been over ten. It's been over, over 10, ten years. years I, mean. I mean, man, let's just say on a, <laughs> we're talking unique, different, unique women. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like Rory might know the answer to that. He's seen me with a few. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, let's just say on average it's five or six per year. So that's 50 to 60. Oh, 
I am hammering the over on that number. Got a, got a harem there's, going on. I, you, I think was that last year. I think I went to a game with you and the bartender who's there at every United Center event. The the guy with the mustache, George, gave you George. He gave you a ton of shit for bringing a dude to the game, and I think he was questioning whether you were switching sides. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I enjoyed it and. I love that you know George, and he knows. I won't get you in any more trouble. Hey. He just knows. Over the years, you've brought many a ladies to the game, and I tip my hat to you. They all love it. No, One actually good. had the nerve to ask the guy sitting next to me for the last five years how many girls I brought to Bulls games. I don't know if I told you that story. Yes, I do know that story. That's, yep, that you have told me that. Well, she wasn't invited again. No, understandably. <laughs> um, along those same lines, have have you ever been mistaken for John Legend? And if so, did you immediately tickle somebody's ovaries? I mean, ivories. I I have been asked if I I I am John Legend or been told I look like him um, all the time. Usually, it's drunk white women. Uh, <laughs> you know, you would be the first sober white man to say that bill yes who's who said he's sober sucking down the hands you, you also have a brother who's mistaken for drake all the time so only at the ymca you, it's normal yes yes um all right so what over the years when you've had to sell your tickets and you've been in the midst of some very dark times for the bulls what Who's like the team that comes into town that you know you'll be able to sell your tickets immediately and for a good price? That's 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 easy. In fact, I've already sold them for this season, right? Um, the Lakers, the Warriors, um, this year Houston, the, gone. For, yeah, okay. More than what I paid that, for them. All right, that makes sense. You've also been to quite a few games, maybe not necessarily Bulls games, but a lot of nba games in the league how does the united center stand up in comparison to those other arenas so yeah the united i mean the united center is great i um i think they do a great job with that arena they keep it updated um you know i remember seven or eight years ago i went down to atlanta and went to what at the time was phillips arena and it was garbage um so i i think the bulls and uh i guess the blackhawks too uh, they do a great job of keeping it updated. And obviously this year they have the new scoreboard. Um, you know, when I look at that thing, I just think, man, that's, thank you, Jordan Bell. Um, you know, the Bulls, <laughs> the Bulls traded them for, for cash considerations and, you know, Chicagoland lost its mind thinking like we were trading some great guy. And I mean, I think uh, he's kind of shown what he is. And so I'm so glad we have a scoreboard. Yeah. Ahead. Uh, hand up on that one. I was real pissed off when they let Jordan Bell go for cash, but I can't wait to see that scoreboard now. It's great. It's like, it looks almost like real when you look at the ribbons and stuff. So sweet. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think we've all been bearing the lead here. You are a very proud university of Illinois alum and a huge sports enthusiast for our beloved Illini. Quick question. Let's play a quick game of Kill, Mary Smash. All right. Bruce Weber, Lon Kruger, Bill Self. Go. Kill, Mary, and... Oh, okay. So this is like MFK. Yep. But 
we're I cleaning it up for our podcast. Why are you, wait, we're why not. Are you why why are we cleaning it up? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are making me think. No, Bill thought he was cool by using smash instead of the word. I fuck. did. And, and to be honest, I was inspired by uh, a previous episode of Estrogen and Eggs that Dan kept saying the word smash. And I thought, oh, that sounds great. I'm going to say it to Kyle. And I, I immediately regret it. So I meant fuck, Kyle. I meant fuck. Murder, fuck, and kill. Wait, who are the three choices? Bruce Weber, Lon Kruger and his unibrow. And Bill Self and his toupee. Uh, I mean, I think you gotta you gotta marry Bruce. Um, nice guy, came up from uh, Southern Illinois. Yep. You know, yep. obviously yep. led the team to uh, its first national championship. So you gotta marry that guy. Uh, maybe. I, I mean, kill maybe you kill uh, Bill Self, um, and I guess I, I mean the thought of smashing Lon Kruger. I guess <laughs> I I have no good reason why except he's all that's left. So well, that, there you go. It's sort of like cams at two in the morning. You know, you look it, across the the bar, and there's a there's someone with a unibrow that you just want to take home. <laughs> yeah, I, just, well. Yeah, it'd just be just be two humans and three eyebrows between the two of you. <laughs> I feel like we're um, in an Ernie and Bert threesome right now. This is amazing. <laughs> wow. Uh I don't know where to go from here. Wherever you, you want. Are, how are you feeling about the Illini? Let's just let's just jump into that. You're a booster, right? Can I call you an Illini booster? I'm a ambassador. Uh no, I don't know. Can you, yeah, sure. I mean, I, yes, I donate. I've given money to the program over the years. Um, and yes, I I, uh, I like to try to raise awareness about the programs and add some positivity to uh, kind of what's been going on the last decade. But I'm feeling good. Uh, we're talking basketball. I'm feeling good about the team this year. Um, I'm actually going to be going to Tucson. They're playing Arizona Ooh, this year. Yes. So we'll be going down for that game. I don't think the two teams have played since 05. I don't know if that's right, but it might be true. Is that in uh, that's next weekend, isn't it already? It's coming up fast. uh, A week from Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I mean, the Grand Canyon game on Friday too. I don't even know where uh, I I assume it's in the Grand Canyon or around the Grand Canyon. I was going to say, I don't know where it is, but it's in the fucking name of the school. My bad. (laughs) <laughs> I am, I'm going to be missing that one. I am going down for uh, the Rutgers football game on Saturday, though. So yes, yes. I'll be in Champaign. But, um, oh, wow. Yeah, That'll they, be exciting. They got a lot of talent. I think, um, you know, this kid from Jamaica, Kofi, like he's supposed to be unlike any player we've had in Illinois history. Um, can run the floor, athletic, um, you know, seven-footer, I think. So I'm, I'm I'm very excited to see the team play. Obviously, you got Io coming back. You got Trent Frazier. You got um, just a lot of other guys with some experience, and I think they're going to be uh, fun to watch. Hopefully, they can uh, sneak into the tournament this year. So, as a booster, which player are you responsible for giving money to this year? None, Dan. Hey, oh, let's let's not forget. I'm unemployed. <laughs> So I'm not, I'm not giving money to anybody, but okay. I All did right. renew my Bulls tickets 
while unemployed, my line of basketball tickets and my football tickets. So Ooh. that's you know, how you know you are a true fan. That is impressive. Yes. Um, okay. So I got a few more questions, random questions. There was a few, uh, it's been a number of years back. I was with you at a nightclub of some sort and uh, one Mrs. Scotty Pippen was hitting on you in this club. Two questions for you. Do you feel that that was the beginning of the end of their relationship? And the second question is, do you know if she actually tipped the server while she was there? Uh, the answer to the first question, I don't think so. That was like 2005 or six. Whoa, I feel real old. Now. Yeah, that was a long time ago. And, um, you know, to be clear, too, she didn't introduce herself as Larsa Pippen. She was just like, oh, yeah, like I'm married to a guy that was an NBA basketball player. She was very kind of coy about it. It wasn't until I, you know, kind of reeled her in and got her to open up that she disclosed who her husband was. So hmm. anyway, I think that was well before there was any documented, you know, turbulence in that relationship and in terms did of she, tipping i don't know yeah. mm-hmm. I, where did that yeah, question come from you know uh scotty no tip and pippin right he's notorious for oh, uh, I, being cheap when it comes to tipping people so um i just hope that mrs pippin well they're not married anymore i would just hope that she was more respectful yeah i don't know i bought her a drink so i was this was this at a Bloomington normal Applebee's by any chance where you, where you guys were? <laughs> this is uh, in, this is in Chicago. I believe it was Enclave. Ooh. Was the name of the nightclub, you know, Monday, January 15th, 2007 it was Martin Luther King day, a 1 PM game. I was with you and they were playing the San Antonio Spurs. You were a participant of sorts for this game. Do you want to tell the story? Or would you like me to tell it? Why don't you tell it? I want to hear your version. So I'm sitting in the stands. I think before the game, we got there early so you could sign up for the tic-tac-toe competition, which if anyone's not familiar, there's two participants, one on each end, each basket. You make a basket, and then you run to the center court to put down your X or your O piece. I don't remember what you were, Kyle. Let's just say you were X. So you were doing pretty well uh you i think you hit your first one ran over through the x down uh ran over through the x down again and it was pretty close the other person was struggling a little bit and then you for some reason you hit another layup and you had an easy win but for some reason you put it on the wrong spot but when you came back you came sprinting back to the basket benny the bull i think was throwing you the pass is that right Am I remembering that right? Uh, yeah, it was all it might, have been, it might have been one of the threw you a pass and sort of crossed you up as you were hitting the lane and you fell extremely hard on the paint. <laughs> so goddamn hard. <laughs> and for some reason, I knew like five other people at that game and I immediately got a flurry of texts like, is that Kyle's doinks <laughs> out there? Just, But I will say you got a very... <laughs> It was a very warm cheering from the crowd because you did get up, you hit the basket, and you won. But my favorite part is you came back up. This is when you were sitting the 300 level. 
you came back and sat down and you were like so out of breath and it looked down on your pants. It looked like you were bleeding, like you had red streaks all down your jeans. And it turns out it was red paint from the lane. You hit it so goddamn hard. You brought up paint from the lane and it was on your pants. Am I remembering this correctly? That's all, that's all correct. I don't remember Benny getting in the way. I do remember falling. Uh, I remember, I just remember you being in the zone. You, I mean, you were in the zone and you hit, you hit the floor hard and it was like a, from the crowd. Cause that's an electric event that nobody, nobody's going to take a piss during that, that portion <laughs> of the game. And you, everyone just sort of went, Oh, I heard and you told me people was, were booing when I put the piece in the wrong place. Oh, too. people around us were booing. There was a guy. I think he had season tickets around you. Like you may have known him. He was a huge asshole and just kind of didn't realize it was you. And he came back up and he, I think he felt bad. Cause I heard the whole thing. I, I forgot that until you mentioned it. And then he was like, Hey, good job, man. He, he wanted to pat you right on the back, but that was one of the best days of my life. So thank you. You're welcome. You know what I won for all that embarrassment, an oversized double XL bulls windbreaker that I never wore. And it was worth it. I would. Do you still have it? You could package that with the uh, with the Dunn jersey and see if you can get at least two nickels hey, out of retro's it. Retro's coming back, man. Uh, you're going to be wearing double XL windbreakers <laughs> in the next year or two if the trends continue. Oh, I'm already wearing double XL, <laughs> and I'm trending towards triple XL, my friend. Damn. That's all right. Hey, I just have one more question for you, Kyle. So you've known Dan Doink forever. What what was he like in high school? Our audience is dying to know. And B, did you ever take a ride in his Batmobile? He had referenced his high school vehicle earlier in a in a previous episode, a, a Batmobile of sorts. I don't really know the details, but tell us a little bit about Dan Doinks. I'm trying to think here. The Batmobile. That was a uh was that it? What was that? A Lincoln? It was a Mercury. It was a Mercury. Yep. Mercury Cougar, baby. <laughs> Rawr. That thing was pretty sweet. I do remember riding in that. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Yes. Um, what was Dan like in high school? That's that's a tough question. Dan's always, been, Dan's always been that guy where you're like afraid to make fun of him because you know that he can make fun of you better than you can make fun of him. So you just don't make fun of them. So like, I, I know that doesn't really describe what he was like. That does actually, that, that, that's, that's a good description. There's a lot of things I've wanted to make fun of Dan for, but I'm like, man, if I do, (laughs) I don't like playing with fire. Right. (laughs) I I don't, I don't, I don't want to go there, but he's also like a super nice guy too. So you also don't want to make fun of him for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously very likable guy, very popular, um, a very gifted athlete, especially on the football field, even though I didn't play football. Um, I do. Here's a fun fact about Dan. When we were uh, playing basketball as kids, I remember, um, so we always used to play against uh, a local community center called Western Avenue. And Western Avenue at the time I don't know if this is still the case, but they had a a female on the team who was, she was kind of like the female, like junior big baby Davis, if you will. 
<laughs> you know, you and didn't I really, will. you didn't, <laughs> you didn't really want to mess with her. Otherwise, you know, you might end up she was a, stuffed in a locker or something. She was a badass. She was, she a, was badass. a full fledged badass. Yes. So, you know, female big baby playing for Western Avenue against us. We were on the YMCA team. I just, for some reason, I will never forget the fact that, you know, Dan had his like fancy Nike Air Max sneakers or whatever they were. They were like gray and black. And this chick had the same pair. So same shoes. Ever, <laughs> I, think- I always think of Dan and double zero <laughs> from Western Avenue in the same vein. And I, I had to, I think I had to guard her too. And everyone busted my balls for shit a while. <laughs> she was a bad, she was a bad chick. Uh, <laughs> I think they were Scotty Pippen. I think they were gray Scotty Pippen shoes. Actually, that sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did she? Uh, did she put a triple double on your ass, Dan, or what happened? I I'm pretty sure she did. She was a yeah. She was a badass. I think she made me look bad many times on the court. She did. Well, I like it. I like that blast in the past. Anything else for our our uh, gifted guest, Kyle? There, Dan. Yeah, I don't think so. I appreciate it, Kyle. This was kind of a pain in the ass with some technical difficulties to start, but thanks for giving us a little flavor of the life of a bull season ticket holder. It's a good distraction from the bullshit bears. What you... I think I'm all set. Yep, go ahead. I haven't listened to Zero doing in a, in a minute, but um Oh, thanks are you a guys, lot. Are you guys are you guys still on the Trubisky bandwagon here or what? Has that shifted? Nope. Yeah. Yep, it has. He broke, he, he broke our hearts. We yep. Don't can't. Yeah. It's on, you guys done. on record. You're done. Yes. I'll give you the short answer. We're done with them, but we're stuck with them for this year. Yes. There's nothing else that can be done. We're stuck with them. So we got we to gotta deal with it for now. But yes, we're done with them. He stinks. He's an idiot. All right. Well, I look forward to next year with uh, Colin Kaepernick or Teddy Bridgewater. There we go. There it. you go. Chicago, you heard it here quarterback. First. God damn it! <laughs> it's been a while. Cordell Stewart, maybe the last. Ooh, right. Jason Campbell. Oh, you. My bad. You could. You. You could. You kind of look like Jason Campbell. It, really? He's okay. pretty handsome. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll go with it. Well, thank you, Kyle. All right. Thank you for joining right. us for. Hams and eggs, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for putting up with our complete bullshit. Thank you. Anytime, fellas. Appreciate it. Talk to you. Thanks, dude. Thank you. See you next segment. Episode 14. We're going to go ahead and wrap this shit up here. The bears stink. But we're, I think we're a little hopeful. Yeah, I, I could get talked. If the Bears win this weekend in convincing fashion, I could talk myself back into a, a playoff run, a wild card run. Um, yeah, I don't feel great about it. But if they win, you never know. How about you? Yeah. What do you think? No, I feel, I feel the same. I mean, mathematically we can still finish 12 and four the same as last year so until (laughs) until that shit flips i am gonna keep one foot on the boat i'm not gonna row it like pj fleck row it yep 
Yep, 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 yep. No, I it, look, I can't quit the Bears. We, you can hear it in my voice. You can hear the pain. You can hear the sorrow. But you know that that can flip quickly. The only reason I feel this bad is because I love them so much. Same with you, Dan. I mean, it's yeah. that's what it all comes down to. We want to love the Bears. We do love the Bears. We want to love Nagy, etc. But you got to show us some shit, guys. Let's go. Get it together, guys. Well, Halloween's coming up, Bill. What are you going to be for Halloween? I am going to be Jerry Sandin. No, I am going to... I am. <laughs> the whole family <laughs> is doing... Toy Story, which admittedly I've only seen right. Toy Story one. I've what? not seen the rest of. I know that's uh, outrageous. And, and also, uh, I'm going to admit this on the air again. I've only seen Toy Story one because I watched it this past weekend with the family. I had wow. never seen. I had seen bits and pieces of some of them. Uh, yeah, so my kids hate me for that, as does huh, my wife. Uh, so I, I've got some catching up to do. I love Toy Story one. He says. 14 years after it was released. So, you know. <laughs> wow. Thanks <laughs> need, for that movie review. Holy shit. Are you. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Are you there's Woody? a lot of toys. Excuse me. <laughs> that is that is absolutely inappropriate. Yes, I am Woody. I, I am Woody. My son, my four-year-old okay. son is Buzz. My seven-year-old daughter is uh, Jesse. And uh, my wife okay. is uh, Bo Peep. Does that sound right? Is that a okay. thing? I yeah. think that's a thing. Yeah, that adds up. How that about you, Dan? Yeah. What What's going on with you? Yeah, we usually do um, a themed family uh, costume thing as well. But this year we are not because my oldest daughter said she's too cool for that now. Oh. So she's going to be a zombie of some sorts. My Two others are going to be uh, characters from a show called Descendants. You heard of this? Uh, I know the band. It's a Disney show. We don't need to go into that any further. And I'm going to be a Steak and Shake employee. Uh, And my wife, uh, Jordan Doinks, is going to be a Shake. Oh. I don't know. Fun fact about me, I used to work at Steak and Shake. So... This all started because my children think it's hilarious that I was a dork that worked at Steak and Shake with the red bow tie. And as you heard on Hams and Eggs, I worked with Kyle at Steak and Shake, oddly enough. So we probably should have addressed that. This is great news. Uh, Steak and Shake is pretty damn good. My favorite part, uh, I mean... I wouldn't have gone to one that you were working at because I would have assumed there was a lot of DNA in the batter. Mm -hmm. But um, my my favorite thing about Steak and Shake is the fact that you can order a Sprite with the syrup so it becomes cherry Sprite. And it is delicious. Okay, sure. I think that was after my time there. Well, you know what? I'll take your word for it. I haven't. I think I've been once since I stopped working there, but. I have a question for you, and it's a bit personal. Does Jordan Doink's milkshake bring all the boys to the yard? (laughs) Yes. I'm trying to remember the rest of the song to help you out there. It's better than yours, and they're like, it's head ahead. I don't know. Something about charging. I don't know. The answer to that is yes. Yes. Okay. 
uh, it's supposed to snow on uh, Halloween, which is a real joy uh, yeah. to our family. And uh, I think I told him actually Halloween's canceled. I told him that this this morning, and that was not well they received. They react. No. <laughs> not well received at all, but yeah. I said it just in the chance that it may actually be canceled. But um, Unlikely. yeah, should be should be a good time. You're in a new hood, so you yeah. got to figure things out over there, right? We do. Yeah, we got to figure out which is the house that gives out the dirty pennies so we can avoid that. Looking nice. forward to that. Um, funny thing about snow, uh, a fun fact about me in high school, there was some like, it was like a, uh, a quick class in like health or whatever the hell it was about drugs. And, and the teacher handed out a bunch of index cards with the name of a drug on the, like a slang, mm-hmm. uh, of the drug on an index card and, and myself and, uh, whoever I was partnered up with for this thing, uh, we got it. And it said on what I thought it said on it was Mons, M-O-N-S. Okay. But, but so so when it was our turn, we said, you know, we got a card called Mons. I don't know what the hell that's slang for. Flip that card around and it says snow, which is slang for cocaine, I believe. Oh, so, yes. So whenever I think of, you know, snow falling from the sky or entering people's noses on Miami beach. I think of Mons and I think of my partner in health class, Matt, and we're not going to go any further than, than that. Neither Dan Doinks nor I have ever done cocaine, nor we even consider such things. Let's just put that on the record right now. So you see snow and you just think of cocaine? Um, no, I think, could, well, I wouldn't have without this health class. So now I just want to sniff all sorts of lines. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> no, no. I think when I, when I hear the, hear the word snow, I think of that health class and I think of the word mons. Okay. That's, uh, it's, it's just a thing with me. It's weird. Okay. I, I'm not going to apologize sorry, for that's, it though. That's, sorry, that's, that's a parochial, parochial school. It is. It uh, is. It well, is. Absolutely. So you know what? Fuck you, high school health class. Yeah. And just high schools in general. I all right. <laughs> let's let's wrap it up here. Yes. Let's get a let's get Please. a fucking win this weekend. Let's be positive. Yeah. Yes. Bears, like I'm still hoping they win. Like yeah, I want to get absolutely crushed on my prediction of Eagles minus five. I want the Bears to win. I want them to keep running the ball, keep the Eagles' offense off the field. Maybe our defense turns up. Uh, Leonard Floyd, let's uh, actually do something besides face mask in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, let's get weird. Let's just let's just fuck people's worlds up here. Let's do it. Let's make a run that nobody sees coming. Let's be twelve and four. And still probably not qualifying for a wild card spot because the NFC is ridiculous this year, <laughs> right? Yeah. But let's just let's just stay relevant, you know, in November, December. That's all I wanted last year, and then obviously we were better than that. So let's let's stay in this puppy. Come on, come on, Bears, we can do it. You know what? I'm feeling what? good right now. I've had yep. way too many hams. Yep. It's the end of the show. Yep. I'm flipping my pick. Bears plus five. Well, you know what? I was just thinking about doing the same. I'm following you, baby. Bears yes. plus Let's five. Do it. Boom. Bears plus flipping five. Flipping it around. Yes. Boom. 
Bears plus five. Money line. I would do money line. Yes. Bears are winning this game. We're back. You got us backed into a corner. Tim, don't be a pussy. Put more than 10 bucks on it. Bears, money line, hammer it. Hump the under. Hump it. Rick Fieldsman, hump the Bears. Hump Nagy. Hump. Who did you was the uh cornelius oh lucas, lucas the third hump that on DraftKings. anthony miller john lithgow bears Boom. are winning this week i'm back i am doing a 180 yeah. back boom we are back you know why things changed once james vodders was re-signed oh, to the practice squad even talk Things about it fucking changed the vibe of the whole locker room has flipped 180 bears plus five money line ride it love it mama mia Mwah. zero doinks stick around for another award-winning hams ad from dan doinks thank you for listening follow us at zero doinks please give us or at least consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Slide in our DMs. We love you. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Love you all. Bears. Bears. Who's Rick Fieldsman? Bill, have you ever been handcuffed before? Yeah, in 1997. (laughs) I'd love to hear more about that. Well, Bill, it's cuffing season, which according to Urban Dictionary means during the fall and winter months, People who would normally rather be single or promiscuous find themselves, along with the rest of the world, desiring to be cuffed or tied down by a serious relationship. The cold weather and prolonged indoor activity causes singles to become lonely and desperate to be cuffed. Urban Dictionary also gives an example of a conversation between a Brittany and a Tiara that Tiara Tiara that I will do now. Brittany. Why is everyone trying to holler this week out of nowhere? Tiara. You know it's cuffing season is in full effect, right? Tiara is clearly the fat one of the group. Brittany. Oh, yeah, you're right. I know I won't be sleeping alone this weekend. Well, Bill, I'm not talking about cuffing yourself to a potential warm fuck buddy, but to cuff yourself to ham's beer this this season ham's beer slides down real smooth and won't get you pregnant so for the upcoming holidays don't bring a smelly weirdo you barely know home to meet your parents but instead bring a case or pallet of ham's beer thank you hams for cuffing yourself to my life and for sponsoring zero doinks (laughs) 